Welcome to the Trek Through the Scriptures podcast. As we read the scriptures this year, we do so in the context of the historic church year. As we go, we will sometimes stop and reflect on the liturgical festivals we are celebrating. On today's bonus episode of the podcast, we look at the feast day of the Ascension of our Lord. So as we get started today, we're really looking at First of all, why we recognize this this holiday in the church here. And uh, there's obviously a few feast days that are really big that we tend to focus a lot on Christmas and Easter. And that's good. I mean, we're talking about the incarnation and Jesus resurrection. Those are really significant. And those are really central and important. There's these other feast days throughout the year that historically have been also held up as important markers throughout the life of Jesus that we recognize during the year. And Ascension Day is one of those days. And this is a day that shows the reality of Christ being glorified, lifted up, uh, ascending literally into heaven and uh, placed as king over all creation um, at God's right hand. And this has been celebrated for a long time. We can find very clear records of it, like in the fifth century. So that's that's still a while after after Jesus. But then we also see markers of the importance of Jesus' ascension even earlier than that. So it's sort of like codified and made official a little bit later, but it was practiced even earlier. What's really interesting is, even though it's been a practice since, as you said, the fifth century, it's not always necessarily recognized in the church. And part of that is because it's on a Thursday instead of a Sunday. And as worshipers were more used to coming together on Sundays than Thursdays, churches may mention the Ascension, but they don't necessarily have services. Uh, it is a very high festival, and yet often one of the lowest attendance services of the year. And it's unfortunate because it's such an amazing event as we realize that Jesus has gone back into heaven, as we say, Sunday after Sunday in the Creed, to judge the living and the dead. One of the things to understand about Ascension Day is, as the Easter season, it's also white, as we are reminded of the wonder and majesty of Jesus returning into heaven as the King. And also something that we started on Easter morning, and that is the large Paschal candle is lit, and it is a reminding of Christ's abiding presence among us, and it is extinguished during the service of Ascension Day after the reading of Jesus' ascension into heaven. So it's rather interesting that we light it right at the beginning and his resurrection, and then we extinguish it as he's ascended into heaven. And liturgically speaking, note that there are certain times during the year when we do light this Paschal candle. Uh, when there are baptisms, the candle is lit. When there are weddings, the candle is lit. And when there's funerals, the candle is lit. And it's a way for us as liturgical Christians to be reminded of Christ's abiding presence with us here as he's also in heaven as well. And so the Paschal candle or the Christ candle, depending upon what you do like to call it, is an opportunity for us to be reminded of his presence as we come together and worship on these special occasions. So the ascension is recorded in a few different places. The actual event of Jesus' ascension into heaven it shows up in Luke 24. It shows up in Acts. It shows up in the end of Mark, Mark chapter 16. So we have different records of this. It's it's implied in Matthew, but it doesn't actually straight up say it in Matthew. Um, the the uh, book of Matthew ends with Jesus sending out his disciples and doesn't mention his ascension. So we get it in Luke and repeat it again in Luke's second book of Acts. And then uh, in the in the longer ending there of Mark, at the very end of Mark. So we have a few different places where this shows up. Really the most significant emphasis of it is in Luke's record. And there's a few different big themes. So Luke's whole resurrection 
section of his book leads to his ascension into heaven. So you, it starts with his resurrection, has all these interactions between Jesus and his disciples, and then he ascends. And so there's a reason that Ascension Day is sort of a, a parenthesis on the other side of the Easter season in a sense, because that's how it's laid out in scripture as well. And so there's a bunch of different things that show up here. We have the sending of the apostles. So they're given the authority of Jesus. They're, they're sent with his message. Um, and this shows up in Matthew chapter 28 as well. And then we have this certainty of Christ's resurrection because people witnessed him alive. And that's one of the big important things about this Easter season is that he walked around with people. He preached to people. Um, people saw him. There were eyewitnesses. This was a really important feature that the early church focused on was that there were actually witnesses of his resurrection. This wasn't some sort of odd spiritual experience. And then in Acts, there's this promise of Christ's return as well. So uh, the, the angels that they see after he ascends into heaven say that this Jesus who is taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. So uh, that, that is also another thing. And so as all of these things go together, you mentioned the continued presence of Christ. That is a really big theme of Ascension Day is especially through the work of the Holy Spirit, which is going to come on Pentecost and in this unique way work in the church. Christ will be continuing to work, which is why sometimes people will call the book of Acts, the acts of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, because Jesus' ministry continues through his church, through his disciples in that next book, which is why Luke ends his first book with the Ascension and then starts the book of Acts with the Ascension. Um, that's the first record in, in the book of Acts. What's really interesting about that is, as well as we're going to talk about this as we continue our trek through the scriptures later this fall when we get into the Gospels and specifically talk about Luke. But one of the things to note about Luke is that it is believed that Luke was with Paul while Paul was under arrest in Jerusalem and Caesarea as he was awaiting to go ultimately before Caesar. And while he was there, while Paul was under arrest, it is understood that Luke went around and talked to these various eyewitnesses. And so in Luke's gospel and later also in his book of Acts, eyewitness accounts, the reality that this is an actual event, not just the story that is being told, is seen in Luke's eyes as he actually was not there as Jesus was preaching and teaching and after his resurrection, but he spoke with the eyewitnesses and then recorded it. And so it's a very interesting book when you realize the context and manner in which Luke wrote and also investigated by the power of the Holy Spirit as he prepared to write the book as well. Well, and that word, we use that word testimony sometimes, and that's really what it's referring to. It's it's that eyewitness testimony um, in the same way that we would talk about in a court. But we have that same kind of idea showing up in uh, the, the, especially the book of Luke and Acts, that there's these people that were eyewitnesses of these things that Jesus did, of his life and his death and his resurrection, and then they pass on this message. And that's, we, we got to realize that before any of this was written down, it was all being passed by word of mouth through these eyewitnesses. You could refer back, you know, even if you heard it from somebody else, you could say, well, they heard it from this person and they heard it from this person and they heard it from this guy who was actually there. Then later on, a little bit, you know, down the line, they said, as the apostles got older and they were dying off as they were being martyred in various ways, there was a necessity to have it written as well and for it to be retained for us even today. And so this is why the scriptures, the New Testament scriptures were inspired in that way, especially the gospels, to 
preserve that spoken eyewitness testimony from the original apostles. And that's a, a pretty key idea around Ascension Day is these people saw it happen. Um, and it wasn't just a 12, there was others as well. Um, because as we know, the, the uh, beginning of Acts, they had to choose a new, a new person to replace Judas and they had to choose someone who was there. That was one of the requirements was someone who had been a witness of what Jesus had done. That was one of the requirements to be an apostle. So um, this is all part of the, the kind of package of what we're thinking about and the themes we're thinking about coming on Ascension Day. Well, and as Jesus ascends into heaven, I think the obvious question that we ask on Ascension Day is, okay, what is Jesus doing in heaven? I mean, he's been here physically with us, his preaching, his teaching, his death, his resurrection, but okay, what's he doing in heaven? And we see reference to it uh, later as we get into the book of Hebrews chapter 9, because he serves as a mediator before God the Father. And understand what mediator is, a go-between, a stand-in. He takes the needs, the concerns, and this mediator, Jesus Christ the mediator, is one of those reoccurring themes that we hear as we go through the Gospels, as we go th through the epistles. And we really see that as Jesus ascends and goes into heaven and to prepare a place for us. And let's face it, um, it also very much demonstrates the, the reality of the victory that he proclaimed on Easter, and now he goes back into heaven and he proclaims that victory. It shows his power, uh, his majesty, uh, sitting at the right hand of God the Father, and to judge, as I mentioned earlier, as we say in the creed, the living and the dead. It's a both and, it's not an either or. And uh, really that uh, referencing back to the Old Testament, doesn't it as well? Yeah, there's, a, there's these images that and it all connects. We see how this is one big story. And uh, so it's interesting to see how in the beginning, um, Adam was given this responsibility of ruling over the, the creation that God had made. He was, that was his, his job, so to speak, in the beginning um, to, to be fruitful and multiply and also to uh, have dominion over the earth. And uh, he failed at that vocation and they were cast out of the garden rather than taking the garden and spreading it across the world. They were thrown out. Um, they failed at that. They rebelled against God's plan. And, uh, but this was all aimed towards and leading towards Christ, who as both true God and true man would take up that, that rule and reign of God, um, that he is, we have uh, someone who is both the son of God, truly, and also a descendant of King David, who is now sitting on the throne of heaven, ruling at God's right hand. That is, um, brings the story full circle. And that's a present reality for us, even though we, uh, it's hidden from us now. Um, that's a present reality that we trust that even beyond all the crazy things that are going on in our world, Jesus is ruling and and reigning that uh, as he says in matthew chapter 28 all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me and so we we celebrate christ's kingship as well um, as well as other times during the church year but that's one of the aspects that we recognize during this feast day as we got into the easter season as we were completing our trek through holy week one of the things that we mentioned on easter sunday was that the easter season is seven weeks long now you'll notice that we've had six sundays in easter so far so the sunday following ascension day is the last sunday of the easter season 
And as we do that, we move into the second half of the church year. So coming up, we are going to have some special podcasts as we have Pentecost, as we have uh, Holy Trinity, as we have the season of Pentecost, and we'll be describing those in some of our future podcasts as we continue to connect up the liturgical church year to the readings that we are experiencing as we trek through the scriptures from Genesis all the way through Revelation, as we have opportunity to see the connectivity as to why we have the readings we have on Sunday morning, how it connects up to the full majesty of God's inspired word, both the Old Testament, the New Testament, the epistles, the gospels. And so it is really important for us as liturgical Christians to realize uh, that as we go through the church here, uh, we see God's majesty and we see him working in and through his word. May the Lord bless you as in your continued study through trek through the scriptures as we continue our look from Genesis all the way to Revelation. May the Lord bless your reading and study this day. Thank you for joining us on our trek through the scriptures this week. This podcast is a ministry of Zion Lutheran Church in Bismarck, North Dakota. To contact us, learn more, or for more resources on our journey this year, please visit zionbismarck.org or find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. This podcast was made possible by a grant from Lutheran Church Extension Fund. We thank them for their support. Join me now in a word of prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, giver and perfecter of our faith, we thank and praise you for the gift of your holy scriptures for our instruction and edification. Send your blessing upon your word, and by the Holy Spirit, increase our saving knowledge of you, that day by day we may be strengthened in divine truth and remain steadfast in your grace. Give us strength to fight the good fight, and by faith to overcome all the temptations of Satan, the flesh, and the world, so that we may finally receive the salvation of our souls. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for listening. Join us again next week as we continue our exploration of God's story as it points us ever towards the good news of Jesus Christ. Have a great week.